pretend like we didn't talk about anything, right? Anything. We're just starting all over. Welcome to the Real in Real Estate podcast hosted by me, Lindsay Perino, a realtor in Tampa Bay, Florida. This podcast was created to bring awareness of what real estate agents actually do and some other helpful insights in the industry for the average person. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at St. Pete Real Estate. To start off first, all my Florida agents, we have some stellar MLS news updates. So dues for this year are ready to be paid. You have until May 31st. Also, also, also be aware that there's two invoices, maybe three if they made a mistake that you will get. There's only one that needs to be paid, which are your stellar MLS access dues. The other is voluntary contribution to the Realtors Political Action Committee or RPAC. So you don't have to. It's going to be a donation-based thing, but just be aware. And then the last update is the change to the condo rider. I've posted it on my Instagram and Facebook. So please, please check it out and make sure to also do your own due diligence. I'm the source of the source, but I can still help. But uh, just so there's no liability. <laughs> check it out disclaimer. yourself. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Disclaimers all the time. And then our guest today is Rachel Saylor Brown. Hi. Thank hey. you for having me. I'm glad you're here. Yes. All right. So let's give a little bio about Rachel. She was actually a part of our seminal KW office for many, many years. And tell us a little bit about that first. Yeah. So I started in the mortgage world as an assistant. I was previously in real estate, actually at Keller Williams. I don't know if I've shared that with you. Yeah. Wait, I knew the assistant, but I didn't yeah. know the other part. Yeah. Well, I was an assistant there too. I started as okay. an admin um, for a husband and wife team and loved real estate. I uh, got the opportunity to move to Florida, started as an assistant in the mortgage world because I thought, oh, well, I know everything already. It was a Why not? very humbling experience. I knew nothing. <laughs> I knew nothing you about know nothing, mortgages. Johnston. I knew a lot about real estate, though, so it was a little easier. But, yeah, so I was an assistant for a year. I got to the point where I was working for, like, eight different loan originators at a time mm -hmm. um, because I always knew that I didn't want to stay in that position long term. And so I just kind of took the good, noticed the bad from all these <laughs> different people that I was working with and once I started kind of going on my own, I got the opportunity to sit in uh, KW Seminole and my boss mentor at the time was like, hey, you're going to start there next week. And oh, by the way, we're taking you off your assistant salary. And so it was kind of like no, we need another LO. Now. You know? <laughs> so it was really cool, though, that relationship, the relationships that I formed there have really shaped my entire business. So, yeah, I was in this little shoebox of an office Um I was there from like eight to eight every day. I was just like grinding and I had this big printout on my wall that said every day I'm hustling. So I was, it was honestly in the back of my mind. I was hoping that when they added this, they could say like started from the bottom. Now, now we're here, here. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. And it all started with KW. So I love that. Lots, lots of love in this KW family. Yeah. And she is known around town as the like lifesaver, the like. Try coming in last minute saving deals, which we'll I touch on that towards the end. But let me brag about you a little bit. Mm, this is so always the awkward part. <laughs> I know, right? This is me. This is where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel is a local mortgage lender in Clearwater, Florida. Originally from South Carolina, she moved here eight years ago with the goal of being on the beach and becoming a loan originator. After starting as an assistant, which she just told us, she learned from some of the best in the business and now has her own successful team. 
absolutely she crushed it what last year we did that well. big number yeah She's like yeah humbly i did well we did well yeah especially <laughs> with all the market craziness but yeah I'm proud. yeah yeah and she's consistently ranked amount, uh, what does it say? Among the highest producing loan originators in the country. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my God. Since, yeah, for at least the last six years, I've been among the top. And wow. there's, I mean, there's a big scale, right? I think the highest producing loan originator, he's actually with the company I work for, he closed mm-hmm. two billion last year. So we're not quite there. Um, I mean, million's still a good number. Right in the no billion he closed right, but yeah. million for you guys <laughs> <That's> works <laughs> works just fine. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So um, we've been lucky to be recognized by Scotsman's Guide for the last okay. six years as one of the top female originators in the country. Mm, woman power. Yeah, amen. And she's a loving wife and proud stepmama and an avid reader. So and also just a game changer in the loan originator business, like. I've called her numerous times when I was first starting out of like, hey, what the hell is this? It's, that's I don't what even you know. Do. <laughs> yeah. So, well, and I appreciate you for always picking up the phone. <laughs> always. That's so. it's it's really it's I built my business kind of on very simple things of answering the phone and being kind, and which being is somehow like hard to do it's in Florida. Shockingly, I just say Florida. I know it probably happens everywhere in every different industry, but like real estate agents like. Pick up the phone. Just answer. You never know. Money's is on the PSA. Please answer your phone. Pick up the phone. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, you just got back from vacation before we get into the busy business. Yeah. How are you doing being back? Like, I'm good. It wasn't, it was, uh, so my stepdaughter does travel volleyball. And right. uh, I know, which we've talked about because you're mm-hmm. a volleyball person. I try. Uh, yeah. I, the first time I told Lindsay, that I was going to a volleyball tournament. She was like, oh my God, same. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I watch. My 13 year old stepdaughter. I'm, I'm not, my athleticism is not there. Um, so it was cool. We went to Chicago for a okay. tournament for her. It was her farthest one away. So it was kind of half see the city, half that. Yeah. We're actually going, you know, I'm hosting a big event next week mm-hmm. um, for women in real estate. And then we're going on a true vacation to Mexico for six days. And I'm not counting down the days you are. Tell us about the WIRE event, just in case any other agents that don't know about it want to be invited. Yeah. So this is the third year that we're doing the WIRE event. It stands for Women in Real Estate. This is an idea that came to me in 2020. And we all know how that went. So Mm -hmm. did not come to fruition then. But it started very small. I invited my top 15 women referral partners, asked them to bring with them a plus one of another woman in real estate. And it was just a day of gratitude, of celebration. We had some speakers. We had charcuterie, mimosas, Bloody mm. Marys. We have a photographer. Love the so, like, you can sneak a quick, like, headshot, right? Uh, it doubled in size last year. And now this year we have... I think it's up to 130 attendees, um, all women in real estate. And so we have, uh, it's the same idea, right? Um, We're actually this year, our keynote is a part of the largest coaching company, real estate coaching company in the country, Buffini Mm -hmm. and Company. If um, it's like, you're either like Tom Ferry or Buffini. So I'm a Buffini person. Uh, no shade on, on <laughs> anything else, but anyway, she, uh, her name is Jamie Nowak. She's incredible. She's flying in from California to be our keynote just for the event. So it feels 
bigger. It feels it like, feels a wow. little surreal. It feels like a dream. Um, I first heard her speak in 2018, and just like being an audience member, what five years ago to now having her speak at an event that was just an idea that mm -hmm. formed is um, really incredible. And I'm excited, excited for you to be there. This will be your first Wire event. First, 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 first. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm excited to make connections and. You know, it's it's built just based in gratitude and to provide value. But also, I love working with women real estate agents. That's my jam. Um, so it's a way for me to kind of showcase, hey, this is what I'm about. It's the quality of life as mm -hmm. women in real estate that so often gets overlooked. Yeah. You know? And um, my first experience coming into real estate with other females, it was like hot or cold. Yeah. And so I love that there's an event that's going to bring us all together because we're all on the same team. There's enough property to go around. There's plenty. We can all create, you know, the KW win-win scenario. Yep. Even if we want to negotiate, negotiate and be a little bit, play hardball. Yeah. That's totally fine. But as long as we can respect each other and have the women power and be nice and kind to each other. And be nice like and kind. And I think that makes it so much better. You can... You know, in the same way that I'm looking out on the mortgage side for the client's best mm -hmm. interest, as are you guys, right? You have a buyer or a seller or both yeah. to represent, right? But you can do that in a way of being direct and being professional without being unkind, right? right? So we always say it's kind of cheesy, but it's like it's collaboration over competition is, is the Love name of that. the game, you yeah. know? So, yeah, like let's come – let's learn from each other. Hey, I like the way you do this. What are your thoughts on this? And it creates a little more community. Right, yeah, and I'm so for that. Yeah. It needs to be – I mean, in a time where everybody's like got their own opinion and afraid to say it, yeah. And just, it's like, we need to like bring everybody together back into community, back into what matters. Yeah. So, and we're going to like meditate. We're going to breathe. We're mm. going to, yeah. So it'll All be cool. The good things. Thank you for letting me talk about it a bit. We'll yeah, see of course. What it's happens. a big deal. It's like becoming a Tony Robbins thing. It's like Honestly. one day. <laughs> One there's day, a stage, there's a bunch of people there's coming. A, for real. There's charcuterie. There's charcuterie. <laughs> there's alcohol. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> There's also non-alcoholic options. And then, too, if you want, if you're in the Tampa Bay area, you're listening to this, you don't know about it, um, you don't know Rachel, obviously we'll put all of that in the show notes. And then do we still have any spaces if people want to come or is um, that? So we're pretty full, actually, okay. which is hard for me to say because I always want to say yes, yes. Yeah. Um, we had planned for 100. We're now up to 130. I know there's going to be Ooh, some pushing out. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're interested, it is uh, April 19th, so it's okay. next Wednesday. But yeah, I always want if to you show up, she might let you in, but you'll <laughs> Don't sneak count right on through it. the door. <laughs> um, yeah, no, certainly give her money. We can always make room for you know a little more, but yeah, to say that it's sold out too is like super cool and awesome. and hard to say. But also, I want to make sure that we have the correct space and energy and you know we've yeah. planned for. For this amount, so, yeah. yeah, and they okay. sold up. Well, then don't get your hopes. But up, next but year, it's going to be <laughs> three hundred and sixty-five Robbins. days yeah. later. <laughs> three, reserve your spot now. <laughs> no, One it'll be day cool only. though. Yeah. Okay, so you want to get into it? I I'm do. really excited. Um, Let's do it. So, of course, we all know the focus of this podcast is to just bring some enlightenment and some ideas out into the world about what actually happens in real estate. Yeah. Like you said, when you were, you know, getting introduced to the mortgage industry and the real estate industry, there's a lot that you have to learn and a lot that you have to know Correct. and that you continue to learn over time. 
as in any industry. Um, but I did a poll and I was really surprised to see, I did it on Instagram the other day and I said, Hey, look, first time home buyers, you already bought a house. Let me know what you thought of the process. You know, was it confusing? Was it frustrating? Was there anything you're still curious about? Um, I asked the same for people that are renting now. If you're thinking about buying in the future, what are you scared about? If anything. Yeah. And I think I was beyond surprised to see that people that still had bought their first home really didn't have an idea of what went on. I think that's like they made a huge purchase and they're just like they have a mortgage that's 30 years old, you know, like and I've heard mortgage sounds. uh, What does it um, actually mean? It's like the actual Latin term for mortgage means like, oh, till death. This this wasn't in our notes. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) went off time. I'm going to Google it. (laughs) Define mortgage. (laughs) Hold, please. This is frightening. I've Wait, never the done, Latin word. I've, I've, we will hit a thousand mortgages that we've successfully completed this year, and I've never looked up the Latin. It literally means a death pledge. Thank you, Lindsay, <laughs> for having me today. I hope you guys. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you guys have a wonderful. Come see me at the event. Have a drink. All the attendees have just backed out. Oh, God. One of my buyers, please go. Please go with Okay, well, it doesn't have to be that, right? (laughs) So it started in that term. That's Uh, the root. But but it just means that it's for a certain, like, length of time. For life. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. See what happens when I go I think it's cool. But the basis is, is though, truly, it is this... A, a very big commitment. Now, most yeah. people don't keep their mortgages for 30 years, right? So it's a little lighter. Yeah. But truly, it is it is likely the biggest debt that you're ever going to be in. And I'm 100% not surprised that people are saying this about being confused even yeah. after the fact. It's something that I'm, my word for 2023 is intentional. And I'm being super intentional about being even more transparent or more in-depth about what this process is and and the financial aspect of it because as crazy as it sounds the mortgages in the past there's like this shroud over it or this like sense of mystery or like oh well don't worry about that we'll just take care of it for you or anyway the mysterious death pledge and i think (laughs) i think the mysterious death pledge so just sign here Thank you. Honestly. And yeah. no, and I think that mortgage lenders, I'm sorry, I'm gonna throw a little shade here, but I think historically mortgage lenders have done that to make themselves feel important or make it feel like, oh, it's so complex. And like a yeah. lawyer, you know, the language, like only one person can understand it. Yeah. So I don't mean to take us off the you no, know, this is death right. pledge here. But no, truly, I, I think there is a lot of confusion around it, and I'm doing everything that I can to kind of change that stigma or change that idea so that it's not confusing. Yeah. And I mean, not just on the lending side. Yeah, <laughs> true. It's on so many different things, right. you know. Um, What's the route for real estate? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like if right. you're not a millionaire, yeah. you don't have cash saved or come from a really wealthy family. Yeah. Like, you got to take a mortgage out. You got to take a mortgage. And it's a good thing, right? Yeah. It's, it's, a, um, it's a debt, sure, but it builds wealth. So. Right. Yep. And real estate, you want to be wealthy, it's the easiest way to do it. Amen. All right. So the first question. So this is going to be on the renting side. But okay. for those currently renting right now, mm-hmm. we know that 
what's going on in Tampa Bay with the rent situation, inflation, people are paying almost double what they could be paying for a mortgage. Right. But with that being said, for those currently renting, what should they do thinking about buying? And we'll get into like sure. the reasons why they're renting right now. Sure. They might not have that consistent income. But if they even want to own a home in the next two to three years, right. should they be preparing for it now? Yes. Let's, it's the, let's talk it's about the simplest why. answer. So, okay. If you're renting, I would say ideally six months out before your lease is up or maybe even a little sooner, um, that's when you want to have your first conversation with a lender. Typically, the way it happens is that you'll know, hey, I know that Lindsay does real estate. Let me call her and she will connect you with me, right? Or mm-hmm. connect you. Your, your agent will connect you with a mortgage lender. Now, if this is your first home, maybe you want to do it a year out. Maybe you do want to do it two years out. It is never too early to start planning. What is really cool, and this is very recent, is that now on the mortgage side, it's always, oh, we need to pull credit. We need all these documents. We need all this, which is true. But now we can do a soft credit pull, like Mm -hmm. just at the beginning of this year that started. Um, which is really nice because now we can effectively plan a year out without having any type of hard hit on your credit. Right. Um, So the most important thing in thinking about this is if you have the goal, even just casually of saying, hey, one day I'd like to own a home, call Lindsay, call me, and we can get the plan going. The most rewarding thing is when I do have these conversations two years out and then two years later they say, hey, we did all the things and we're ready. And we're ready, yeah. And then they get into a home. So uh, for renters, if you're thinking about buying, go ahead and make that call. And then really in the mortgage world, it's so specific to you as a person. So it really depends on your financial goals, on your job, right, which we'll talk about. But the good things to have in mind when you're getting ready for this conversation on the lending side are, okay, let me picture my perfect house. I always say, like, picture it, right? Like Golden Girls. Have you watched Golden Girls? No. She's too young. It's okay. I'm only 30. Um, So anyway, so you picture it. Your perfect house. Everything's as it should. You have the space. It's perfect for your family. What are you paying monthly, right? Get that number in your head Mm -hmm. of what that looks like. Also, same thing, perfect world. How much money do you want to spend on this? Which I know we'll talk a little bit about like what closing costs are, what down payment. But again, ideal scenario, what would be your out of pocket? Yeah, or what can be, right? Because if you're renting, there's clearly a few Mm -hmm. reasons why you're probably renting. And even just connecting with a lender or a real estate agent, you're you're going to get value. It's free advice. You don't have to pay us just for us Absolutely. being able to say, hey, like, what do I do? Where do I start? Right. We walk with you throughout the transaction. We're not just a one and done situation. We work with people for months, years at a time. Absolutely. So Rachel will walk you through that. Um by no means is she an accountant or a financial planner. Right. And she'll point you in the right direction for that. But at least it'll be a start on, okay, let's just talk about your credit right now. Let's see where things sit. 
um, maybe how much money we should be saving per month. Right. And I think the most important, how much are you paying for rent right now in Tampa Bay? And how does that make you feel? Yes, because you know, do you, know you could own something and maybe be paying 50% less. Is right. that fair? Well, I think, again, I think it's it's specific to goals for the house. How big are you growing True. out of your apartment, right? Things like that. I always, yeah. you'll, you'll notice that me and my mortgage lending brain, I can never just say like, yes. <laughs> I will always Tell give me, an asterisk. 50% less, um, yes. Sign up with Rachel. <laughs> what I think, though, about renting is that, A, we're never taught how to buy a house, right? So you just think when you're young, you just, oh, I'll just rent, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't have this basis of thinking that, hey, this is obtainable for me. What's scary to me about rent is that is are the increases that can happen at any time and are happening. And I get a fair number of calls, and it's always so hard that someone's been renting a home for years, and they get a call from their landlord saying, we've decided to sell, right? Or we've had a change, or hey, the market's really good. We're going to get rid of this property, and you have to figure something out. So right. home ownership is about building wealth and all of this, but it is a level of security mm -hmm. for yourself. Like nobody's coming knocking on my door saying, you know, hey, you either have to move or pay me $600 more a month. You right. know? So I think that truly is you just know it's the same payment every single month. Yep. You know, the next year comes, nothing's really going to change. Maybe flood insurance. <laughs> if you live in okay. a condo, things yeah. might change. But right. yeah, there is some security there. And you said, um, talking about rent change, what is 50%? 58%, the average two-year rent change, the highest was Miami, Florida. The nice. second was Riverside, California at 48.2. And the third, Tampa Bay, really? Florida at 45.8%. To your change, it increased 45.8%, which is insane. And they can just do it on a whim, right? There's there's so many things. And there's no restrictions either. Right. Yeah. And for realtors, too, this is going to be off topic, but I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> Great things happen off topic. I love it. Yeah, let's go. Um, how do you feel about the National Association of Realtors? Mm -hmm. They are actually for making sure that there are no restrictions on rent control. Really? Yes. To help their investor clients? or That's a great question. Yeah. But um, that's how they feel. I actually wrote to them because it you. came out in a magazine, and I said, look, as far as being a realtor, we have our client's best interest. Mm -hmm. And not being able to at least have a threshold of how much rent can increase is not in my client's best interest, right. a.k.a. the population of Tampa Bay <laughs> that right. wants to buy a home, you know, eventually. And yeah, they don't want to put a cap on it. And I get it. I'm sure some so people are going to. So that then drives more people to home ownership then, right? And then that ultimately helps you would think, real estate agents, but. Yeah, it's I don't just know. A scary thing. Yeah, I don't know what the return on that could be. It's just, I mean, with inflation, it's insane. It's insane. And how it's much, scary. Even on a condo, what, 20%? Because when people's property taxes go up and their insurance goes up and you're renting yeah. from that property that they own, it's not going to come out of their pocket. It's not going to come out of their it's pocket. It's going to come out of yours, you know, the yeah. renter. I feel like there's so few things that we can actually control, just we as people. And when you have, yeah, there's going to be insurance changes. Yes, your property taxes are going to adjust a bit. But when you have a solid 
payment on your house, right? It's fixed rate. That's never, ever going to change. Right. We're always going to prepare you as your realtor, as your lender, for what the taxes are going to be in the future. And luckily, there are caps in place there, right? So with home ownership comes certainty, um, at least as much as we can do, right, in this world. But, yeah, to – Tampa is hot, right? People want to move here. People want to, you know – I don't know. I'm the Fed itself going back into the 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 mortgage kind of side of things. Mm-hmm. The Fed is pushing for first time home ownership right now. So hopefully that these benefits are going to offset some of like the crazy rent increases right. and then they will balance each other out. But some more stats too. The median age for first time home buyers went from 33 last year to 36 years old this year. Okay. So people are waiting even longer. Yep. Yep. Because they're scared, I think, uneducated as well. Yeah. The media does a good job portraying like a doom and gloom for real estate. And hey, Tampa Bay, it's always hot. (laughs) I don't care like what stats you're looking at regardless. Like ours are mimicking 2019 right now. And that wasn't a bad year for us. We have a lot of skewed data over the last two years. So make sure that, of course, you do your due diligence. You talk to a real estate agent. We lender, we give free advice. Like it's yeah. not scary. I, pr- I it's promise. It's really not. It's really not. And it's and free yeah. information that can just help you out, prepare for the next few years of your life. So I want to get into another side of renting, right? So a lot of people, whether they're bartenders, we have a big bartending scene here, sure. the vacation, right? People can make good money at a bar. Um, but also there's a lot of entrepreneurs, Tampa Bay is seemingly kind of turning into a new Austin, right? Where there's a lot of different tech startups or businesses and the income there. If you're a 1099 contractor too, right? You don't have consistent income. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not notated, right? Cause it's oh, well. cash, you know? <laughs> yeah. So what do our renters do if that's, that's their job? Maybe like they just don't have the funds, right? They're building a business, but they know that they want to invest in real estate. What right. do we do? So you plan again. Um, so for any type of income that is not salary, full time, 40 hour a week, right? Paid by a company, taxes taken out, all of that. It goes into a category called variable income. Mm. And so for variable income, truly, we want to see two years. There are always one offs and exceptions, right? There's my asterisk. Um, <laughs> but two years is a good number. So I was in food and bev forever before I went into real estate, right? So I know that life. I know how it is. What you want to do if you're bartending, if you're serving, <coughs> excuse me, is claim your tips, right? Show your tips. And then what we do on the mortgage side is we get what's called a verification of employment, right? And we average all that out mm-hmm. over the two-year period. Now, 1099 is a little different because then you're self-employed. Again, we're going to want to see that two-year history. And what's so important when you're self-employed are your tax returns. So, Okay. Why? Because that's the most amount of money that you're going to get back in like a chunk? That's how we calculate their income. So we don't calculate what's on your 1099, right, like we would do for a W-2 employee because there's been no deductions on the 1099. Hey, Lindsay, come work for me for an hour. I'll pay you $100. You get $100, right? Then you have to report that to the federal government 
mm-hmm. and you can say, well, yes, she paid me $100, but I had to drive there, and so it cost me $20 in gas to drive, right? right? So I'm going to take that out. Oh, and I had to buy equipment uh, for this project, and that cost $30, so I've got to take that off, right? Mm -hmm. So now, from this $100 that you've earned, maybe you only show that you made $50 from this. And on the mortgage side, we can only count that $50. Right. Mm. So it's so important to file your tax returns, pay the IRS, right? (laughs) Stop hiding. Important. (laughs) Um, And uh, so, so yeah, so tax returns in the self-employed world are paramount. Not to say that there aren't other programs and yada, yada. But if you are a first time buyer looking to do a purchase, you want to take advantage likely of a lower down payment a fixed low interest rate, right? Lowest amount of fees, kind of most seamless process. So it's just about, I would say, have that two-year, you know, idea in mind. And it doesn't have to be the same position, Mm -hmm. right? Especially in the serving world. I know you work six months here and maybe it wasn't working out, so you go somewhere else. We can still do it. We just have to have that history and that I remember, too, though, when I was working in the food and beverage industry, Mm -hmm what 2014 was it um nobody reported their tips like it wasn't something it that wasn't you did thing. because yeah. you didn't want to get taxed on it right but then also you're setting Pay the irs <laughs> another <laughs> disclaimer <laughs> i'm not i'm not miss irs but from but then that's like you could have made x amount of dollars like say thousand dollars but what you claimed was only 30 yeah right and then and i know the tips in the serving industry like on yeah. Beach Drive, they're like, mm. I mean, or at so. least just, I mean, I think now you have to claim all your credit card tips, right? There's no real way around that. But yeah. you want to show income, right? That's the thing. So if you're anything other than W-2, straight up salary, we got to show history and we have to show money, right? Okay. If you give us a tax return that says, oh, I brought in 100000 but I'm only claiming 20000 we're only using that 20,000. Okay. And then let's go a little bit more in depth on the entrepreneurs that are sure. starting their own business yeah. that left an industry or going into something else. What do they do? Wait two years. Wait two years. Yeah. There's and claim everything like is a tax write off for their business. Yeah. I mean, and, and there's still, there's certain things that's really that we hard, add like back in, right? There's certain things that we add back in on the mortgage side. Most importantly, we can come together for a plan for this too, right? Let's say it's your second year in business. It's your second year filing taxes. Most of the time, year one, you're going to have a loss. That is normal. Mm-hmm. We in the mortgage world are not, you know, it, it, we apply some common sense when we can, right? Certainly I do from my perspective and understand. But on year two, let's show that it's not still a loss, right? Let's show what was actually earned and maybe don't write off every possible thing. Again, I'm not a CPA. Talk with your CPA, right? See what the best game plan is. But maybe before you file your taxes, have a conversation with the lender. We can just talk through some general scenarios. But yeah, yeah. what would be good? (laughs) Yeah, so entrepreneurs, self-employed, two years. All right. 
So hold out, rent a little bit longer, yeah. figure out a plan, talk with a lender. Yep. You can connect them with a CPA too. Do you have any contacts for them? I mean, I, I have a strong referral network. Honestly, I'm looking for a good CPA. So if you guys have someone that you know and love and recommend, mm -hmm. um, I would love to, to know that person. Um, in the mortgage world, we're actually W-2. So yeah. it's, a, it's a little different from real estate, which for me was like, <laughs> Thank God. we're not like paid <laughs> a salary like because we work you know 800 hours a week but um anyway it's just a little different so yeah Rachel will put on her to. social media like um <laughs> it's Saturday or Sunday and she's like but we're working today <laughs> but we're working today we're always working at an event but working yeah <laughs> always you know I love that yeah it's helpful too because being a real estate agent things happen on the weekends we work when you work just, that's yeah it happens yeah all right Cool. Some good data so far. And then let's get into um, some of the feedback from that poll I did on yeah, Instagram, okay. which was pretty cool. People gave a lot of good feedback and we're going to get into some vocabulary. Okay. Do we All need right. to break down um, the death pledge again? Because I the first think one. that <laughs> was going to resonate. So we all know what a mortgage <laughs> we is. We all know what a mortgage is. But thankfully. in simple, simple terms, it's honestly just it's a alone. lot of people think you're getting a mortgage, but it's actually being given to you, yeah. given to you. You're not going to get one. Right. We're going to loan this money. So essentially what a mortgage is, is so when a seller sells their house, they're going to get their proceeds, right? What the mortgage does is come in and provide you the cash to pay that seller, right? Mm -hmm. We don't give you that cash. We send that cash to a title company. But it's essentially just a loan that you then pay back. So a mortgage is a debt, a loan specific to securing property. Easy peasy. Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of people didn't know that. And it feels like death once you get it. Because <laughs> it's so long. This is so long. It survives longer than a dog does. You know. All right. So let's get into PMI. Okay. Yeah. PMI. So PMI is private mortgage insurance. PMI, A, gets a bad reputation, um, and B, is required on any loan where you're putting less than 20% down. Now, this is where the lender in me goes like, right? Because there's, <laughs> there's PMI for a conventional loan, right? Um, conventional loan is kind of the most widely used loan, most vanilla, most traditional um, best type of loan uh, in, in many scenarios. So if you put 20% down on a conventional loan, you don't have private mortgage insurance, which is paid monthly. Okay, You don't have you it. You don't, right? So if you put anything less than 20% down, because you can put as little as 3% down on a conventional loan, oh. you will have mortgage insurance. Now, PMI get like people hear this and they go oh I'm not paying that oh, I don't want to pay that right like can we exclude this can we just not like okay no um no you have to <laughs> pay it but we need to insure ourselves we need to insure ourselves so what it is is if you default if a buyer defaults that mortgage insurance company pays us as the lender right so essentially the PMI is not protecting you it's protecting us but it's covering a layer of risk on mm -hmm. the lending side now, the thing is, if you have high credit, low debt-to-income ratios, your monthly mortgage insurance or your PMI is probably going to be pretty low. 
and the savings that you get versus putting 20% down, right? Let's say you're putting 20% down to save $150 a month, right? You may not be in that house for 10 years, for five years, right? You may mm-hmm. need the cash for renovations, or maybe you just don't have 20%. Who has 20% down, you know? Right. Um, so the other nice thing about PMI, again, in this specific scenario, is that it's going to go away once you hit 80% equity in your home. Now, what happened with COVID, right, and all values started to rise so quickly I saw so many people, including myself, because we bought in 2020 before it got insane, Mm -hmm. luckily. Um, And we just put 5% down because that's how I like to buy houses, whatever. I like to have my cash. I like to look at it. Um, So anyway, within two years, values had risen and we had done some improvements to the house. We were able to drop our PMI or our monthly mortgage insurance within two years. So is that done based on, I don't want to get too sporadic for people that are like baby new into buying a home, but the word refinance, is that how they show that you have, you have 80% equity or is there another way? Yeah, sometimes. But in our case, we didn't want to do a refinance because our rate was so low. Mm -hmm. So we just called the company that was servicing our mortgage and said, hey, we think we have 80% equity. They sent an appraiser out. It costs like 400 bucks, and it just Perfect. goes away. Yep. Okay. And when you're in Tampa Bay, values are appreciating. They always do. They, they always continue do. to so much. Right. So and it may not don't do let PMI scare it. you. Exactly. Exactly. And so for the other main loan type called FHA, um, monthly mortgage insurance, call it PMI, whatever, but it's the monthly mortgage insurance for FHA does stay with you forever and ever. Amen. Right. But FHA just made a fantastic new announcement that they reduced their monthly mortgage insurance, which is huge because that's always been one of the drawbacks for that loan type. The mortgage insurance is higher. So either way, you're don't don't think of this as a bad thing, right? It's just going to be a part of your payment if you don't have that 20% saved. And again, for FHA, you probably would want to refinance into a conventional and drop that. So so don't want to go down the mortgage rabbit hole, which I, I know. can go down <laughs> so easily. So yeah. But in layman's terms, there's what we're looking at for PMI is just to protect the money that you're giving out, Correct. the loan that you're giving out to us. Correct. And then it drops off, and which is great forever. for yeah. conventional or FHA? For conventional. For conventional. And then FHA, you would want to do a refinance to get okay. rid of it. Um, but again, it's not a forever thing. It's not this astronomical amount in most cases, mm-hmm. right? So don't don't be afraid of PMI. It gets this horrible reputation, but it's really most of the time when I have the conversation, the person will say, oh. So we talked about two different types of lenders in a sense, right? Um, we hear too from time to time, government insured, right? Government mm-hmm. backed. Yep. So there's a lot of acronyms, VA, FHA, Can you say all of the ones that you know about? We're not going to explain them all, (laughs) but these are just different types of programs. Yeah. Right. Uh, So we've talked about conventional, right? Um, FHA is for the Federal Housing Administration. Uh, It is not specific to first time homebuyers. It is a government loan. Okay. Um, VA is uh, for the Veterans Association. You are only eligible for VA if you are a uh, service member or veteran. 
or married to one. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have USDA. Uh, that is more, I cannot say this word, rural. <laughs> <laughs> what? I grew up in the country, y'all. Rural. I can, <laughs> rural. rural. I went into the microphone on that one. Uh, so that's for more. <laughs> sorry, Miguel. Agricul- <laughs> yeah, sorry. Agriculture um, areas. Uh, so we'll see that more in like Pasco, um, those type of counties. There's okay. nowhere in Pinellas that's eligible. Uh, you also have jumbo loans. Yeah. Um, jumbo is anything over 726000 Those loan limits just increase. When I started, it was 417 mm-hmm. was the jumbo limit. Um, but really, those are kind of your main loan okay. types. We also have bank statement loans. You have a thing called DSCR that's gaining more popularity, which okay. is for investment strictly. So and did then I do well on the acronyms? Yeah, just because I know people are like, well, wait, what is an FHA? What's a VA? They're just yeah. different types of loans yeah. dependent upon what you've done in your life, how much you can put down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a physician's loan that I, mm-hmm. yeah. I've heard about, too. So for doctors, right, you have right. a big expense, but we help you out. Yeah. Because you give back to the community. So correct. A lot of different options that your lender will obviously look through, see if you can apply for, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So when we do get one of these loans or when we want to put an offer in on a house, earnest money, a deposit, are they the same thing? They are. Yeah. Earnest money, just we deposit. Like to yeah, and we also <laughs> call it an escrow deposit to further confuse. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those are the same. Yeah. You got to have some skin in the game. Is and and really, it comes up more on the real estate side, right? But I'll always prepare before someone starts shopping. We're going to go through all down payment, all closing costs. We do a kind of line by line review. I either do it in person, on Zoom, I'll send them an email before, right, so we can look at it together. But yeah, your earnest money is a deposit that goes off of your total cash needed. So let's say your total cash with down payment closing costs is $15,000. You'll probably want to put two dollars or $3,000 for this deposit. Now your cash to close is going to be less that. Okay. And we'll get into that whole statement, or we might, maybe we might just (laughs) skip it and keep it simple, but... Typically on the real estate side, your earnest money deposit, your escrow is your skin in the game. And when houses were flying off the shelves a year or two ago, um, you want to make sure that your skin in the game is a little bit higher. It does a couple of things. It makes sure that that seller knows that you're serious about buying the house, that you're not like trying to dabble with two homes. Like, oh, if I get this one, then I get this one because you are at risk of technically losing that earnest money. Um, you'll hear some realtors say like, oh yeah, you know, put your deposit money down. You'll definitely get it back. You know, if we don't, we don't win the home, but sometimes that's not realistic. There's a lot of hoops that we have to jump through to ultimately get that money back, but not to dissuade you from doing that in the future, because (laughs) if you really want the home, do it. But it's really like sort of a culture thing. Um, there isn't any requirement. It just shows that you're serious about wanting to buy the home. It's typically 1% of the purchase price. Um, and what's really cool too about putting a deposit down is maybe when you're, you kind of see that this home is a little bit older, you want to wait till the inspection is done to make sure that like, okay, we really want this home, but we want to make sure we check things out first. You can put say like half of that 1% down and then say when you're writing that offer, once the inspection period comes, you know, comes to and it's clean, then we'll give you the majority Smart. of yeah. the deposit. And it's just a way to strategize. But right. 
earnest money, escrow, deposit, all same thing, just a cultural right cliche, I guess. But. Well, no, and I think it's important and, you know, there's always, no matter what we do on the lending side, no matter how low your down payment, no matter if you are utilizing VA and you have zero down payment, there's always going to be cost associated with it. Mm-hmm. So your realtor and your lender will work together to make sure you know what those costs are. But yeah, I mean, for the earnest money <coughs> to just know I'm going to have to have a couple thousand dollars that immediately, as soon yeah. as this offer gets accepted, has to leave my account and sit protected for the most part, but sit, that's something you should, you know, yep. got to know. And it's within three business days. Yep. And your your agents will definitely make sure that you send that money over. Yeah. And title will harass you. And yep. yep. And escrow too. Your lender while doesn't really care, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, they're like not yeah. at that point yet. And we're not but there yet. Then we'll start harassing you. Don't worry. But as far as sending that deposit over within three days, it goes into an escrow, which is just like, just think of it as a box holding your money, mm-hmm. like a neutral party protecting, holding that money. It's not going right to the seller right away. It's just going in a safe spot until the transaction is complete and then everybody gets their money at closing. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yep. Whew. You did that. I did it. You did it. I said it. All right. So again, this is kind of more of like a real estate thing. I just mentioned it, but housing inspection. Yeah, go for it. I want you to touch on it too. Okay. With the condo situation that we've been sure like really um, beating into the ground lately. But as far as the inspection goes, you need you want an inspection on the house that you're buying. Yes. (laughs) Like this. Like unless unless (laughs) you're like a risk seeker. Yeah. And you like jumping out of planes regularly <laughs> and doing things that are like high risk, maybe high reward. Buying a home is not one of them, um, you know, where you want to take that risk. An inspection period, once you get to the contract table, right, you put an offer in, you have average 14 days, 14, 15 days, and this can be adjusted in the contract as well, but about 14 days to get an inspector in there to go look through the house and the systems. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't actually have to be an inspector if you don't want it to, if your dad's a handyman and, or your mom, because, you know, because moms, because moms, (laughs) female power, they can get in, they can check it out for you, make sure like all the things are good. Um, And during that inspection period too, things might come back where to your advantage, then you can adjust your offer, get seller credits, which is one of our vocabulary words too. We got lots of vocabulary. But to keep it simple, inspection period up to 14 or 15 days, you definitely want to do it when you're buying a home. And on the condo side, inspections are a little bit longer, but really important too, because if you are financing, any lender wants to know that what they are lending you money for is a good investment to keep it simple. Yeah. If you don't want to check out and make sure that it's a good investment, your lender is going to. So I mean, right. just bite the bullet and do it anyway. Right. But no, I think that's really well said. And what's so wonderful about the market now, and who knows as we pick up more and more in spring, but I think things got so intense over the last couple of years with rates being so, so low that people were just throwing cash at houses. And they right? were like, no inspection period. No we're inspection not. I don't period, need it. no appraisal, like nothing. Um, so what's nice is that we're entering into a more normal market where it's, yes, I'm going to do a home inspection and check out the condition, Mm -hmm. right? We on the lending side. So 
of course, just as a person, I'm always going to encourage you to get a home inspection. Like, yes, why wouldn't you? We don't even benefit from it. Just as like, it's you just, just making, you're buying a house. Yeah. Like, I don't know, what if there's a family of, I don't know, something. cockroaches? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say rats, and then it sounded like death plague rats. What if there's what a family of bunnies? Bunnies. I still don't want them. Get out. Um, but what we do on the lending side, so you do your home inspection, mm -hmm. and then we're going to order an appraisal to determine the value of the home, right? So Who you have to pay to for that appraisal, the buyer, mm -hmm. and they pay for it up front. So that's the only upfront cost on the lending side. Typically about $550 or so is, is a good range, but the appraisal determines value. It doesn't look at the condition of the home. Now, certain loan types, FHA, VA in particular, they have uh, property requirements like you can't have wood rot. You right. can't, the appliances have to work. You can't the show windows actively. have to have like a The windows trap, have to function. Right. Yeah. Isn't there something like if you push them up, they have to stay there? Right. There yeah. So you spring. can exit. Yeah. yeah. So it's a safety issue. Right. Mm -hmm. So those kind of things on those loan types would be specific. But again, conventional, kind of our main one is like, eh. Is it in good standing? Like, you cool? <laughs> We're cool on the value. Can you hold the window up while you're trying to escape? <laughs> for real. For real. And it's so, so fun. You need to know these things, right? And you need to know them for insurance. That's mm -hmm. a huge aspect, right? As part of your home inspection, you'll get things like a wind mitigation and a four-point. Those give you significant insurance discounts, and you need them. Um, now, on the condo, we're going to do a full review on the association itself, you as the as the buyer, of course, want to see what's inside of that unit, right? How things are operating, and then we, as your lender, are really going. We ask some very specific questions on the age of the building, structural, uh, structural integrity, yes, mm -hmm. all of these. So we have your back on that, but you always want to know what you're getting into. You're paying. $300,000 for something, right? Like, right. check it out. And, and you want to make sure it's not going to collapse. That would be very important. Yeah for, yeah, for you too, the investment. Correct. Yeah. Man, not just my life, but the investment. Right, there you go. <laughs> Think so about the money. Yeah. Keep it simple. Inspection, do it. Do it. Or you'll be required to. Right. <laughs> you find yeah. it. Exactly. Okay, and then down payment. Why, again, like this is kind of like an escrow situation yep. where... You want to have skin in the game. Down payment's a little bit different. Why Why so, is a down payment required? Yeah. Why can't you just give us money for 100%. 30 years? Because we don't trust y'all. It's America. Okay? We Capitalist. We trust y'all. <laughs> you to make some skin in the game for us, too. So, no. So, VA, 100% financing, right? Um, so, you do not, as a thank you. Um, VA, this is the veteran. This is the service correct, members. Correct, yeah. As a thank you for serving yeah. our country, for being a service member, there's no down payment across the board on VA loans. Now, there are still costs, right? There's still costs associated. What costs, Rachel? Uh, closing costs, Lindsay. Okay. <laughs> Do we want to go down the trail now? No. It's just basically fees for a service, right? So yeah. anywhere you go and you're having, um, like, I'm going to get my nails done today, and I will pay for that service, service. to be completed, right? So it's the same You don't way. work for free? I do not, but you, as a buyer, don't pay me, right? Mm -hmm. You pay the company that right. I work for. So, yes. Just so like you don't pay me as your agent, you pay my brokerage. Exactly. So there are fees on the lending side to perform to, to do the mortgage itself, to order mm -hmm. the appraisal. Um, there's some credit report and IRS fees. Then the, the only other fees that you pay during this 
our fees to the title company. So what the title company does is ensure you're getting the house free and clear, well, with only your mortgage lien attached. <laughs> um, and uh, they do a title search to ensure that, you know, there's no outstanding liens, judgments, And that's funky. not something we have to pay the title company. That's you, not something we pay up front, right? We pay it at closing. It's a at part closing. of your total cost, right? So they'll do a survey. They'll get everything recorded, right? Um, so on any loan, you're going to have these fees, and then you also have fees to set up an account for your taxes and insurance, which mm -hmm. we'll, we'll touch on that. Um, those are your fees, and then you're also going to have a down payment because no other loan type is going to offer 100% financing. So that's you showing us, hey, I'm going to pay you this money back because I have a good savings pattern or I have received a gift of, you know, this amount of money and I'm going to use it towards my down payment. So it's it's really just depending on the type of loan, you know, your debt to income, your credit score, all of that. But it really just helps alleviate the risk on the lending side with your down payment. And the down payment also, you might have said it already, but lowers that monthly payment or can Sure. Or does it not? Yeah. The the sad thing is going back to the death pledge here um, is that for every <laughs> I'm going to stop referencing that for every extra one thousand dollars that you put towards your down payment, your monthly payment goes down by guess how much? For every thousand dollars, it goes down twenty bucks. Five dollars. Oh my god! I know. So it's sad to look at. Um, so why do we have to do it? It just in layman's terms, why do why? Right. Well, there's just because that's the way it is. Yeah. There's just different programs have different requirements, right? That's so just the way it is. <laughs> never going to be the same. Be same. <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, just different loan types have different okay. down payment requirements. Kind of is what it is for second home. It's different than a primary home or or whatever. So yeah. Oh you yeah. You have to have a down payment. You and I talked about that. The down mm -hmm. payment for a second property is like. Yeah, well, the rates for second properties right now are not very friendly. So you can do as little as 10% down. You're going to have a hefty rate, though. Hefty. Mm -hmm. All right. So we talked about closing costs, mm -hmm. um, credits, and buying points. Okay. I feel like these all come together, but it's something where we're seeing, or we were seeing it now that it's becoming more of a balanced market, maybe not. Not as much. I think we're not at that point where it's really declining because mm -hmm. average days on market is increasing. Okay. Um, and when we talk about average days on market, how long a home is sitting on the market now that it's not so much of like a seller's market, meaning houses are flying off the shelves, buyers are being able to have a little bit more inventory to pick from because the Fed you know, increase interest rates. So they try to normalize everything like, right. okay, that got a little bit intense. That's like, where were we going? Yeah, yeah. What's, what's going on? So they increase those interest rates. People step out of the buying market. Am I saying that right? Or people yeah. step out of the market a well, little bit more. Well, they took a pause. Yeah, yeah they, they took, took a pause. A they didn't want to pay for the highest price house and a 7% interest rate. You right. Know? So what does that do? It increases the inventory, increases the amount of days that a home is sitting on the market. Um, and then we have more to choose from. So what I was originally <laughs> saying is when we look anymore. at an offer, <laughs> diverge, <laughs> come back, come back. <laughs> so when we're looking at listings that are on the market, sometimes they'll say like seller credits, $5,000. Um, windows all need to be replaced for, you know, maybe an offer fell through on the inspection and they don't 
their wind mitigation just like fell through or something mm-hmm. and they need a new garage door, new windows. And so they're like, well, instead of us wanting to fix it, we'll give like $8,000 of seller credits. Yep. What the hell does that mean? Yeah. So that's a great question. And yeah, it's basically just money off of your down payment and closing costs, right? So again, in this scenario, let's say your cash to close is 15000 The seller is giving you a credit towards your closing cost, right, of 5000 Now you only have to bring ten, mm-hmm. So you can keep cash in your pocket to do those repairs or, you know, whatever. Now there are restrictions on seller credits, very strict restrictions. Is it a percentage? On. It needs to be like <laughs> Yeah, but it's too wait, many crazy. to name. Oh really? Yeah. So it's like for conventional it's different versus FHA versus VA. Conventional has different structures depending on how much you're putting down, how much the Damn, seller can okay, get. Back it up, back yeah. it up. So <laughs> anyway, just know the seller can help you with your closing cost. The seller cannot help you with your down payment. Right. So you are always required to bring your down payment to closing. Now that can be in the form of a gift, right? Or if you're like your using, parents want to help you out. Your hey, your first home, you here's ten grand. Correct. Yep. Please. Please <laughs> get <Parents>. out. Um, <laughs> yeah, please no, get out. <laughs> yeah. So the seller can help with closing costs. The seller cannot help with down payment. Mm-hmm. So a, again, this is incredibly beneficial for first time buyers. Now, if you're using a down payment assistance program, right? That has a little bit different rules. When you pair the down payment assistance with seller credits, y- you don't have to bring a down payment you in a lot of cases. You can kind of use them together. You can use them together. And that's on what loan? Uh, there, again, there's it just It's a down. So it depends on the loan, but it's just the program of the loan. So there's if it's like the 10 down different payment assistance program. Mm-hmm. There's like 10 different programs that you can then pair with different loans, depending. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to stop you right there before we get out of Yeah. But anyway, yes, seller credits are incredibly beneficial. You can use them to lower your interest rate mm-hmm. um, by buying points. A point is just a fee for a lower rate. Points are fees just for your rate. If the seller's giving you some credit, you can then apply money towards getting a lower rate and then use that credit to offset it. Okay. So seller credit. Use the credit and offset it. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. It's getting, <laughs> so. it's getting <laughs> real in here. We're almost done. <laughs> so seller credits are super cool. Um, it's kind of like a gift from the seller because they're like, we really need to sell this thing. Just right. somebody please buy it. Um, and then the buying points is something you can do with your lender, between your lender, and say, hey, this interest rate sucks, Rachel. Right. What can I do to buy it down? And she's like, well, give me $1,000. Right. And that'll take a fourth. And, and that'll um, take nothing and off of your rate for $1,000. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's there. the concept. So okay. The thing is, and this is Do we is all what get the concept? Yes. We're I hope good. you're n- nodding. <laughs> like, yes, uh, Lindsay, we get it. I'm no, driving it truly short. is like, and I guess the, the whole thing with points and credits and all of this, like, this is why it's so important just to have that conversation. In the first conversation that I have with someone, we're not going to go like all down this trail, but we're not going to do what we did today. <laughs> we're not. But I think it's so good that we, you know, now these terms are out there, um, but it's just it's so specific to you. Your credit score matters. Your income matters. Your goals matter. And so to put it in broad terms is really difficult, right? Because there's so many lending options that, because it's meant to help but I think a wide variety also, of people, right? right? But so. it's great that there is so many yeah. options and it's some, 
I get it. It's confusing. Hopefully we didn't lose you guys. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it's really important. Your agent and your lender work so closely together right. sometimes, depending yeah. on agent. But there is a program that's best fit for everybody yep. in different options, right? Like look for a house that is offering seller credits if you're like tight on money. Yeah. Um, so many things that your lender and agent can do for you. Yeah. And just like this, have like a, f a lesson, a free lesson. lesson on lending vocab, real it. estate vocab. All right. So hopefully we explained all of those. Everyone understands the last one of the last questions mm -hmm. is um, this is something most people don't know as well. But maybe the last side of the lending um, conversation is most people don't know that you can shop around yes. for different rates. Yep. People think that you just go into the, to this one lender and they give you a rate and that's it. Yeah. Like you're just screwed. But within a certain amount of time, your credit won't constantly get pulled and you can see what's best. So yeah. tell us about that. Well, if you only shop with me, then you're in great hands. Because um, you'll always get the you'll best always rate. always get the best rate. No, I'm just kidding. So, yeah. You're I, actually I not, though, because, like, you, because you hit <coughs> such – let's talk about this for a sec. Because you hit such high numbers, instead of Rachel wanting to take money and put it in her own pocket, what did you do? Uh, I adjusted the way that I price rates so that I actually – take home a little less on on loans but you as the buyer get mm -hmm. the benefit of a lower rate um i want to be competitive right it's it's not enough for me to just kind of say oh well i got one big loan so i'm set right i also right. have a team and a family and my husband and i work together and so we want her husband's chris brown by the way his, his name is chris brown <laughs> i know real deal um yeah no I want singer. us to come back uh not that one so I, <laughs> yes uh, in terms of rate it's super smart to shop around and you can really get the best rate by doing so now there are ways to do it and there's ways to be strategic so what you want to do we're having Ooh, listen up listen up yeah for real tell you this how to is, do it this is i'll tell you how to shop rate i don't care um <laughs> I and care. i i like being competitive and i like knowing that your rate is not the only thing right and if your only goal is to find the lowest rate out there you're gonna find some online lender that has advertising mm. whatever that will likely not close your loan on time will only have nine to five Monday through Friday hours, will not communicate with your real estate agent. So if that's your vibe, go for it and that's God bless, right? Yep. Like I am never, I will always be competitive, but I know the level of service that I bring and I provide, right? Mm -hmm. So the best way to shop rate, for instance, with me, we're gonna do the soft credit pull in the beginning, right? So talk to me. Talk to a couple other lenders, right? Like maybe one or two other lenders in the beginning stages. Now, the time to shop and kind of go through the next step really depends on if each of your lenders is doing a soft credit pull or when one of them does the hard credit pull, okay? So from the time that your credit is pulled from all three bureaus, you have 14 days that you can have your score pulled as many times as you like. 14. 14. Okay. Other lenders say different things. I don't know. Um, it's always in my continuing education that they say 14. If you're still, if you haven't made a little progress in 14 days, like that's, anyway, I think it's funny. Mm -hmm. um, so you have 14 days to have your credit pulled as many times as you want with no negative impact. 
right? And that's a soft. So if you do a soft credit pull, you want to make sure the other lenders are also doing soft credit pulls. Correct. Because not, if they not go to somebody that's like, oh, well, we do hard credit pulls. And if they do, that's fine. I just need to do my hard credit pull within that time frame. Your credit report for <laughs> report <laughs> return. <laughs> Getting saucy. It's getting saucy in here. Guys, this was not <laughs> vodka. Your credit report is good for four months with us. It's going to be different with different lenders, right? Okay. But the point is, in the beginning, right, get a couple different opinions. See who you work well with. See who explains things to you in a good way. Mm -hmm. Then, this is the key. Once you have an accepted offer on your home, pit us against each other. You heard it here. <laughs> it happens all the time, and it's what... Do it savvy people do quite mm -hmm. honestly because i'm gonna quote you always the lowest and best rate that i have available i don't get paid off of the rate that i lock you in right so <coughs> your rate to me i want it to be the lowest possible rate because i want you to be happy right but that's now. when the truth comes out too because you'll see a lender that priced you at this percentage yep and then all of a sudden they dropped it and you're like wait what right Exactly. Or they'll Red throw flag. in they'll throw in all these other fees, right? So me, what I do in my business is I always give a transparent line by line breakdown. So once you go under contract, go back to your three lenders that you've already you're not then having your credit pulled and you're not then going through all this. You've already done the legwork and now you have lending options A, B, and C. Then you go back to your favorite person, which is obviously gonna be me. Let's go. Uh, you go back to your favorite person and you say, hey, Rachel, actually, this other local lender is quoting an eighth of a percent less on rate. And I say, thank you. Can you send me that? I take it to my lock desk and nine times out of nine, I can match or beat it. Okay. Right. But you got to have you can't just say, can I tell a little story yeah. here? So have I heard it? No, it just happened yesterday. Um, oh, wow. So the rate market right now is fluctuating, okay? And there are ways that what I do when I lock in your rate is protected that if the market decreases by a certain amount of time, we can lower that rate one time through the process. Right, like you get it done, you're like, oh, shit, two days later, it just went down. It Rachel, like, Correct. please? Right, and so as long as the market truly has shifted within that percent, do it all the time. It saves people tons of money. Which I think makes just them did. so happy. Um, Went from yeah. 6.8 to 6.7. I mean, yeah, but the there's some caveats there, right, okay. as well. But I'm always watching it. I watch the market. That's what I'm doing. Right. Again, it's a level of customer service. It's not about your rate. It's about protecting you, knowing, looking out for your best interest, right? So I have a person that I've worked with for a year and a half. They went under contract. They actually ended up buying a different property as an investment through this time and went with another lender and had a poor experience. So they've said, right, Rachel, I'm so sorry we went with this other person. We'll only use you, blah, blah, blah. We got their loan clear to close in 10 days, okay? Everything done, appraisal done, income. They had both changed jobs. They bought a Mercedes Benz with a payment of $1,300 a month through the process. If you can't hear her tone, it means don't make big purchases don't when you're that. getting a loan. Don't change your job. Don't buy a car. <laughs> they, they did, did everything. <laughs> they did those two things. All right, we've locked them in at a very competitive rate. No points, right? Like, we are closing next week. And they called yesterday, and they said, hey, I saw an ad online for lower rates. And I said, yeah, no, that's like totally normal, right? Like mm -hmm. people are trying to get you to click. And he was like, well, 
what I'd like you to do is just take my rate down a half a percent. That doesn't sound like a lot. That is an enormous <laughs> amount in the way that we price rates. And, and I said, okay, and again, we're clear to close, closing on Wednesday. I'm like, okay, can you tell me, was there another competitor? Do you have, do you have a quote? Do you have a quote? Are do you, you just asking? And he just went, you know, it would just really make me feel good. And I said, <laughs> it'll give me the tickles. Anyway, I try to be like, so, and I think it's a valid question, right? Like, hey, ask your lender, ask these things. But when you're shopping rate, know that we want to give you the lowest rate. That's what we, we want to do it. But like, but it's, it's not, not like about a situation rate. where like, you know, take an inch and then get a mile. Like, it's like, you yeah. already had a bad experience. We're clear to close in 10 days, We're which closing it. What honestly, is my lock by the way, that's like a say. record anyway. Right. What is my lock desk going to say? Like, okay. So anyway, it's just be, be informed, have, have something for your lender and do this in the beginning. Right. Don't, because then it just makes me feel like, well, haven't we provided the highest level of service? I honestly, to, 10 days, it typically is like 30, 30 to 45, depending. And they changed jobs and bought a car. I don't know if I mentioned that. So anyway, and I love them and I like, our whole thing is we treat everyone with such levels of kindness and respect. And it's not the ask. It's just that I, the company that I work for is not always going to have the lowest rate, period. But I work for a company that can provide quick closings, good technology, high level of service, competitive rates, mm -hmm. right? So that's how you shop. <laughs> that concludes my TED Talk. That <laughs> is how you shop for rate. Do it strategically do it in the beginning and then once you've made your decision on your lender be happy with that and mm -hmm. don't don't try to put them to the wall honestly a couple days before closing that's just Can a nice person what happened oh i just told him like absolutely i'll look into it and then i let him know unfortunately the market has not shifted that much but i so appreciate you let me know if you see anything else or have any questions i did look right mm -hmm. i did look at it and see like Maybe there's something going on overnight that, you know, it's um, just honestly in in this business, it is it gets discouraging sometimes because agents, you know, the good ones, they work their butt off yeah. making sure that like the home that their client wants to buy is is a good it's, investment. Yes. Like we're looking at the roof we're we're yeah. doing all these systems check like before you even put an offer in to make sure you on the lending side, you're breaking your back, making sure that they get the best rate. You're providing the best service. You're saying the same thing yeah. over and over again. We get to look at different houses, kind of the same right. same conversation, but different. And it's just like we do work our butt off and we love what we do, but come on. Yeah. Like we, we work <laughs> together. We're not like, I hate saying that we work for you because we do, but it. We work with you to, to help yes. you. I love this analogy that I heard on another podcast. Um, not as cool as yours, mm. obviously. Uh, but it was this guy had written a book about like through this process, the buyer or the seller, they're the hero of the story. Right. The story is about them. You and I, we're their guides. Yep. So we're we're the supporting character. We're we're there to to pivot and to go with you to get you to this end goal of being in your home, being that, but it's all about you as the buyer. We're just there to help. So know that it's not just we're going into this because we're going to get paid. Like, yo, everybody likes to get paid. Don't hate on us for that. Right. right? <laughs> but like, no, we want to help you because this is what we're passionate about and this mm -hmm. is what we do. Yep. 
And the one thing that I love too is seeing so many real estate agents that are good agents shine and not feel the need to say mm, closed on $2 million home, you know, closed a five yeah. and, you know, clear to close on $500,000 home. I never posted. I, yeah. yeah y- never once have I seen yeah. you post anything like that on the lending side. And I know everybody's different. Some realtors are going to be like, but how will they know that you can do good business? Well, they're going to hear my name from somebody. They're going to have yeah. a good experience, how it naturally occurs. But you are not going to see me brag ever about a home I closed on and how much money. Yeah. I closed on it for like I'm with it's you. It's just not yeah. It's not in my blood. It doesn't work for you. And again, you're I'm gonna not get s- value for me by the podcast, by me just like reaching out to you. If you have questions, contact me. I'm not gonna charge you right. <laughs> for anything. Right. I want we want to help people yep. innately. And it's not about the money. Yeah. And not so. to say that people posting about their sales but is we a do bad thing. Paid. We yeah. do But get we want to get paid. <laughs> just saying. You got nails to get done and stuff, yeah. you know? There is yeah. nothing bad about that. I know, like, yeah. everyone's different. Were you going to say there's nothing Yeah, bad no, it just, I think it's just different. It just feels different for different people. And for me, it feels more organic to, you know, like, I do a lot on my Instagram, which, you know, I know we'll share here. But I just do a lot of videos, a lot of little short things about, hey, this is what to look out for or things mm-hmm. to be mindful of. So, yeah. Yeah. For me, it's better than saying, like, we closed however many deals this month, you know, go us. Right. I mean, definitely brag about clear to close. We want to see that for sure. Yep. But now we got to check on this one clear to close. It's closing next week. So, okay. Not not that one. Yeah. No, we'll be all right. (laughs) All right. We'll share your social media stuff and I'll put it in the notes too, but. Perfect. So yes, I am uh, Rachel Saylor, S-A-Y-L-O-R, Brown L-G, like lending group. Um, And that is for Instagram. Same with Facebook. Uh, and I'm now on YouTube, and I have, like, Whoa. 31 subscribers, so watch out. Can your 31 subscribers subscribe to my YouTube? Absolutely. I'm going to reach out to them <laughs> today. They're probably all the same people that you know. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so I'm on YouTube, and I'm making a platform there. Um, so I really enjoyed that as well, just giving uh, more updates on things like the FHA reducing the mortgage insurance. Like, that one got the most views that I have. So, anyway, yeah, follow me. Um, and I'm excited to, I don't know, there's always new stuff to talk about Yeah, in and the we're gonna fun get, world of mortgages. We're going to get the power couple back on here, yeah, too. So I'd love that. Bring the hubby along. Will do. Well, thank you so much. KW loves you. I love you. Ditto. We're so, honestly, so happy that you came into this family because you've saved the day on multiple occasions for a lot of us. So I love it. I love being Thanks a part of it. On. And thank you so much for letting me be on here. It was fun. Mm, thank you. Bye. Bye. Is that an hour or over? <laughs> it's an hour and 15 minutes. 15? Okay.